In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attentions of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locasestudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locasestudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Welcome to another issue, another session of Mortgage Marketing Radio. We've got a very special guest, as always, um, but an old friend, actually a dear friend, and somebody who I consider to be, um, I don't use, I don't throw around the word expert very much, um, but in this case I will, because I haven't really seen um, more, any, anybody more than this individual really spend time investing, research, and uh, unpacking, and testing um, various lead sources, various um, uh, productivity, ROI on effort for what's the best place for me to invest a buck or invest my time to build my business. So uh, without further ado, let me bring in Mr. Scott Shang, who's a 17-year veteran of the mortgage and real estate industry, um, has a wonderful site that we'll talk in about and dive into called findmywayhome.com. Is doing a lot of interesting things in the areas of content marketing, online lead gen, is a big believer in systems and automation. So drum roll, please, Scott Shang, welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Are you going to add the drum roll in later? I, may. I, I didn't. I yeah. didn't hear it. That would have been super cool. I need to get a soundboard and just get <laughs> well, all these buttons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I. You know what? I actually. I, I'm. I'm comfortable with you using the expert. I'm not. You know what? You got to be really careful when you talk about people that have invested a lot of time and energy into one thing, and they've seen success over it or from it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in terms of using the word expert or expertise, um, I I like the, um, you know, I like, was that tipping point? Yeah. Well, that, that was, uh, if you invest 10,000 hours into something, you, you can, you can be considered an expert at it. Right. Um, I've easily put more than 10,000 hours into this. So <laughs> it's, uh, I, I do feel like I, I, possess some expertise about the specific things that that I've uh, that I have focused on mm. but I mean I also think that a lot of that comes with just coming off as being a little obsessive and crazy too because you, for the first the first 3000 and 5000 hours everybody thinks you're insane <laughs> you know there's not you know what are you working on why are you you know why are you working on 
that. Right. And um, and sometimes it it takes a long time, which I guess we'll we could dive into. But mm-hmm. it takes a really long time until you realize that that thing that you obsessed over for all that time, um, there's actually something to it. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. something significant to it. Well, and that and that's see that's a great way to set this whole thing up, though, because I mean one of the things I hope to gain out of today is you know um, uh, I, I'm trying to provide mortgage professionals right um, uh, guidance and direction in an authentic way on what's the right path right for them, and and by, and as you know, it's different for everybody, right? Some people, as we were talking earlier before the recording, it's like look if you've got a huge referral based business. Then online marketing may not be, you know, in terms of lead gen, may not be that important for you, right? I mean, if you've been 20 years in the yeah, business yeah. and you're getting 10 referrals a month, it's like, you know, do you really need to drop significant, significant investment on online stuff? So it really depends on where you're at. But uh, the, I love why you're here is because you, uh, you and I, you're right. We're, we're we're on the we're torn from the same cloth in that we want to clear out the BS. There's a lot of BS and noise in this industry. People pitching products and services. Yeah. Which uh, you know some have value and a lot of them don't. Uh, I'm not here to make judgment. I'm here to just hopefully provide value and you know some a place people can go to to get value. So that's why you're here, man. You've passed through the through the gauntlet. Um, all right, so let's get into it. So I have. You've, and by the way, you've done so much in this industry. I mean, you in terms of speaking, you used to be on the circuit, man. What was those seminars you used to speak at all the time? There's a bunch of them. Uh, well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I dove really, really, I got really deep into the real estate bar camp right. uh, movement when when that v- first started in like 2009, I think was the first one up in San Francisco. And I w- went to pretty much every one of those in California, probably 30 or 40 of those. Uh, we started doing some similar things in the mortgage space with the uh, uh, Mortgage Tech Summit mm-hmm. uh, with Mark Madsen, and and uh, and we've done quite a few of those through the years. And uh, now I, I pretty much the big one. I mean, I still get asked to speak at usually real estate events. So it it, it was mostly for real estate agents and and uh, and talking about lead generation systems and offering a different perspective in that way. Um, but the big one that I'm doing now is uh, the Explode Conference that comes around a couple of times a year. And that's actually coming up next month, and I'll be, I'll, I'll be speaking about that uh, or speaking at that about um, actually about a, a niche that I developed on, on the website over the last um, probably five or six years that's really starting to come to fruition. Okay, so what is that niche that's coming to fruition? Uh, boomerang buyers. Uh, so in in two thousand and actually the first article I wrote was February two thousand and eleven, and it was about what the underwriting guidelines are for buying after a bankruptcy, foreclosure, deed in lieu, or short sale. Mm-hmm. And so I started writing about that. Well, so February 2011, so I guess it's been five years, and today it probably, well, between about three or four blog posts, there's almost 3,000 comments. Wow. I get I get comments and phone calls every single day. It gets thousands and thousands of hits uh, every month uh, from that, <laughs> from just mostly from a lot of those, from a lot of from those articles, but there's a... That's a very much of an emerging niche. There's a lot of lenders and loan officers that just 
didn't want to take the time to talk to somebody if they thought that they had a financial hardship in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talked about noise going in. Right. Um, that's one of the beauties of that's one of the beauties of content marketing is if you're putting good stuff out there, it, it really does stand out. Yeah. You know, especially when you with all the other crap that's out there that's <laughs> just people throwing up, you know, just just generic stuff or hiring writers or you know, putting words on the internet is not the same thing as using content marketing to grow your business. So, uh, man, there's so many different areas we could go this. One, I want, I'll come back to the boomerang buyer <laughs> niche in a second. Um, but I do want to kind of ask you and, and, and solidify something you alluded to with people just putting words on the internet. I've always, I know there's differing opinions about, you obviously do your own writing on your blog, right? Correct. Yeah. So, yes. So, in, in the context of either search ranking or or anything like that what is your i'm just going to put it out there it could, because i know there's people of various you know positions on this but what is your take on automating that uh meaning having somebody else because you know the big issue why why don't most loan officers blog whatever i don't have the time i don't know what to write blah 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 mm-hmm. so they outsource that to a service um that does that what's your take yes. on that versus doing it yourself Well, I've always treated writing as though I were, I write, when I'm writing in my mind, I imagine that I'm sitting across the table from a consumer. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm sharing my experience. I'm, 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 I'm showing them who I am, what my knowledge, what my experience is. I mean, every single conversation well, there's two things, I guess. I, I write every article like I'm talking to a consumer, and I treat every consumer like my parents. <laughs> so, how would I how would I try to explain to my mom how to not get tricked or fooled or or twisted up on on a one guideline or another? Mm. So, I, I, for me, I think it's a I think writing is a if you're going to do it for the right reasons. Now, you say right reasons. I mean, there's different strategies. Just putting content on the web to make yourself feel good and for rankings. I think if you were trying to do it for SEO alone, I think that's kind of an insane play anymore. I I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend anybody try to start a content marketing site around mortgages today. It, it just SEO just doesn't have that much value if you've you got to put a lot of consistent stuff out there for it to um, for it to really build. I, I I mean I think that the best way to do it is as a uh, some place that you send people just to so assist them and to have conversation. It's a destination, absolutely. And if you treat it that way, the SEO will come. Okay, so that's a that's an awesome point there, and a very important one. Um, so just to reiterate that, you don't you, you feel that today for somebody to start a content marketing related site about mortgages, meaning about qualifying for a mortgage, whatever, um, you think that's a pretty difficult task to overcome. Is that because of the other? And and if you're expecting for that to pay off in SEO rankings specifically, which is a very focused thing you're trying to achieve online, coming Correct. up in SEO, um, is that because of the companies with huge dollars that are essentially buying up that space and pretty much um, near impossible for the average Joe to come up in search rankings? 
not maybe it's mostly because of the noise so what the first thing you've got to understand if you've got to understand who's looking for that content so search engine optimization is implying that a consumer has a question and they're typing it into Google. So search engine optimization means that your content is optimized to show up in front of that consumer. Now that's where it gets challenging because when you're writing about, most people think that you should be writing about generic information. You know, what's debt-to-income ratios, all of this kind of stuff. How do you qualify for a mortgage? Well, that generic, non-specialized content that doesn't require uh, any sort of personal experience, there's so much of it out there because it's generic. There's so much of it out there, you'll never be found. Search engine optimization comes from niche. It comes from writing about something that nobody else is writing about. Writing about the same thing that everybody else is writing about, this is what I always say when I'm speaking because everybody always says, well, look at this website, look at that website. See, the best thing that could ever come out of trying to keep up with the Joneses is you just get to be another Jones. <laughs> and nobody wants to be the Jones, right? right. You, you don't want to keep up with them because then you're just going to be another one of them. And there's a billion of them out there. Mm-hmm. Search engine optimization is about having something unique to say in a, in this in all that noise? How do you stand out in the noise? Where's the signal that there's intelligent life out there? Mm. If you got to listen really, really hard, SETI has a hard time finding intelligent information on the internet. They're listening for the signals, <laughs> but it's just not there. It's mostly just noise. Okay, so you, you know, you're talking about being unique and writing about something that, quote, no one else is writing about. Um, I, or I'm, something that's genuinely you. Well, that's what I was just going to say. So you take the subject of boomerang buyers. It's not that no one else is writing about those. You're writing about them in your own unique way and voice, which is your point. Correct. Okay. It, it, yeah, yeah. And and it while it – see, here's – There's a lot less right, people I'm, writing about boomerang buyers. Yes, I will give you that. There's very few probably, right? And especially on a consistent basis in ways that you're doing – like if I, you know, if anybody listening can go to findmywayhome.com and, of course, search for boomerang buyers and you're going to see these articles and content come up. So go ahead. I interrupted you. Yeah, the, the the true well the I mean the true value of that didn't come from the article because all I literally did was bullet pointed and and there's you know anybody who's a conversion geek would look at it and go man that's crap how do you ever get anything out of that it, it's there's a lot that I could do to make it convert better the but the value in that really came from the comment section. Mm. Uh, so all of the value of that, and people call it a forum, um, but there's a page there that just has the guidelines, and there's almost 1,400 questions on there that I answered every single one. And it, it and that's one of the byproducts of being a niche content marketer is you really get to know, you really get to learn what it is you're talking about. You know, this this comes down to the mentality. You said something important. It, it was my perspective, mm-hmm. and and that's true. And I make it unique to me. It's not just – while the information may initially be just generalized, the conversation that takes place around that is very specific, and, and it, it is experience-based 
writing and and you're again you're treating it like you're talking to people one on one and and when people see that it, it when people see that they'll re, they'll respond accordingly i mean the, in in those comment streams you know you there's there's more than 25 different comments on there at least uh that say you know i spent the last 6 hours reading all of these comments or i learned more in 5 minutes than i've learned in the last 5 months with yeah. people giving me wrong information yeah. wow, so you get a, a lot one. of that yeah and and that that's something you can't do um if you're com- completely automating everything if you're never really engaged right and that's obviously the point of social media right is engaging um so if you're never actually jumping in the pool with your you know fellow um community members there then you have you don't have an access to the pulse to the tone to the issues and challenges that come up that you can use in so many different ways in your business uh so yeah. one, one question i have that i'm sure a lot of people are thinking about is um Okay, you got you know a thousand plus comments or whatever. So, how did you get so many comments? Were these, where did these come from? Did you show up in rankings because a the content was unique? Yeah. B the engagement started to build. It's not like you had this a thousand people following you already, right? Well, I, I mean the website already already did pretty well, but this was definitely an organic move and it and it was because I was very early to address those issues. So and then there had been a lot of changes with the guidelines since I started writing about it. So Fanny and Freddie and FHA I mean, FHA hasn't really changed. Fanny's switched their stance on on the guidelines a couple of times. Uh in that particular topic, but it was really just investing in, it, it was investing in that. I mean, I guess the whole reason I ever went online in the first place is because I don't think I'm a great salesperson, but I love to educate. Mm. So how I earn business is like a, a, how I earn business. It's a very personal thing for me is I want people to get good information. And that's the whole reason why I got on the internet is because I instantly knew fourth quarter 2007, nobody trusts lenders anymore. So this is finally an opportunity to have a voice that if you can create a voice that is genuine, that it should stand out amongst, you know, because people are already skeptical. Mm -hmm. So that's why I started publishing stuff online. And and I published stuff online as though it was actually me talking to people, and that's how I approached it, mm. as though I were having one-on-one conversations. Because you are. If somebody reads your information, you're having a one-on-one conversation with that person. So what's the impression you want to leave them with? Okay. So the and, – and by the way, I really appreciate your comment about you know your, you, you're saying you don't think you're good at sales, so you decided to like do more on teaching, which is actually a hallmark of a great salesperson. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if you've heard. I think it was Dave, Dave Ramsey talk about that whole right be, come from a standpoint of a teacher, an educator, uh, rather than just a salesperson. Yeah. Um, and it's a whole reciprocal kind of thing, which we know, yeah. and which is why. Um, you know, we see we're seeing the shift in the traditional sales model we have, right? From interruption marketing, all that to more. Um, you know, to your point about teaching and educating, content marketing. But um, naturally, I'm thinking about as I'm sure some people are wondering. Okay, cool, man. You got this site. You got some fun doing some really cool stuff with this particular niche. Um, what can we track for business 
um, you know, either as, as a whole from this uh, site, Find My Way Home, or from the specific stuff you're doing around boomerangs? Any, any color you can provide there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my for many years, I took uh, I took a hiatus from originating for quite a few years as the site started building up, and we just used I used the site uh, as a branch manager to feed uh, the loan officers in my office, and there was a time. Uh, with another niche product that I had early on, uh, that probably ninety percent of our business was coming from, uh, coming from the, the site on this particular niche, uh, and then that niche went away. Mm. So then I was kind of left with a commodity again, and I and and the com- commodity being the loans that are available for everybody through through everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've recently been going through some changes. I was working as a direct lender, as a branch manager, as a direct lender for the last eight years. Uh, recently, I went back uh, out into the marketplace, got my f- boots back into the trenches, and and the amazing thing happened. Instead of handing out the leads to my loan officers, I just started answering the emails and the phone calls and the leads myself from my just from the website. And I've been doing that for, oh, it's been about three or four months now, and um, and I'm buried. I almost can't do it. <laughs> there's, there's just, I, I mean, I've got too, too much going on every single day. It's it's bringing in business, and that's it. I mean, the the site gets about twenty thousand visits a month, okay. so it generates a little bit over a hundred leads a month um, that don't come to me that just go through the lead form and get distributed to loan officers. And then we have about another hundred people a month that'll sign up uh, that'll just give us their email address because they want to be updated on the with the next payment that or the next uh, article that comes out. Mm. So what I started doing very early on is and i know this is something that you this is kind of part of the magnetism that brought us together that Mm -hmm. uh like-minded uh thinking is i'm a huge believer in this one-to-many concept Mm -hmm. and writing is a one-to-many strategy even though you're having a personal conversation with the person reading it you're sharing your knowledge with 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 many many you know, with many people at the same time. So I've been writing two to three articles a week for almost eight years. So there's a lot of content out there. And so every week when I write new articles, I send them out to the people that have either filled out web forms or opted in. And today that list is around 11,000 people that I'll send to them every, you know, every week when I write new articles. So there's always that that combination um it's a pretty good database the man. biggest yeah no it's getting there it's getting there and i learn more about it every single day uh you know as we were discussing before we got started i'm working with a new uh crm product to create you know more automation mm-hmm. um but the the interesting thing when you talk about conversion when you talk about production I, I mean those numbers sound they sound good and, they, and they're probably pretty good uh, I don't know I don't know what to compare it to mm. but but what I know for what do I do I do know for a fact is that I tend to 
I'm just building, 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 and the reality is, is I'm probably about thirty percent efficient. So when I say that is, do I have great calls to action in my content? Is the website laid out perfectly? Are my key, you know, where I get the most traffic? Am I capturing that information and converting it properly? Mm -hmm. And I'd say the answer is no. I, I really do think I'm probably. I honestly think I'm probably under 50% capacity for what we could be pulling off of that. I mean, there is just a, there's a lot of traffic. Now, that doesn't mean leads. Mm, <laughs> you right. know, just because you have fans on Twitter don't mean that they really know <laughs> who you are. Just if you pay somebody on Fiverr for 10,000 Twitter followers, you know what that gets you. <laughs> you know, so it's, it, it it's, it's people, but it is people taking a look at you. And if you're actually providing value, that value never goes away. And and I think that's probably one of the reasons that I don't have the sense of urgency to try a lot of conversion, different conversion strategies, because this is kind of good enough for now mm -hmm. until I figure out a better way to do it. And that's kind of the stage that I'm at right now. Well, I mean, uh -huh. this thing's about to get. Yeah, it's about to get real, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm learning more and more about it all the time, but I've, I mean, I basically, I mean, I kind of feel like I've got a blanket on the floor with all of the parts for a Ferrari. Now all I got to do is learn how to build a Ferrari. Mm -hmm. But once it's done, all the parts are there. If I follow the instructions and I do it, you're going to have a Ferrari at the end. But right, right now it's just, I th I feel like it's potential. I mean, it's, it's a good start on the potential, but there's still a lot more that we can do with it. So, w can you attribute a certain percentage then of your overall, you know, production towards f or from this site? Just ballpark. It doesn't. Mm. Hundred percent. Hundred percent of my production is from the site. One hundred percent. It's doing well for mine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm doing probably two to three million a month off of it. Okay. But it's also being you know, we're also distributing it to uh, distributing it to the other loan officers. Yeah, so it's feeding and you then, and a bunch of others, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, in a perfect world, I would. In a perfect world, I still think it's less than fifty. It should be fifty less than fifty percent of your of of your production, mm. um, because if you're not getting the referrals. Uh, and you're not get well. You're getting your past client business, your referral business from clients and from business partners. It's it's just a piece of the you know it's a small piece of the puzzle. I don't think it would ever be. It's a hundred percent for me because I haven't originated in eight years. But I know that the day that I started originating, um, I had loans open. Right. <laughs> so well, not the day of, but within a couple of weeks, as soon as I started taking the calls, they were they were there and they were ready. Um, so how do these? For me, it was probably it's it. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean I think that's, no. That's I was great. just gonna say. It, Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. The the the. Again, it's a sales process. So if you're bringing people in based on the conversations that you're putting out into the internet. It's really it, – that's an easy transition. So, I mean, I guess if we circle back a little bit to your initial question about um, having ghostwriters and mm -hmm. writing the stuff out there, when people call you or when they contact you from your content on the website, they expect 
that they feel like they already had a conversation with you. So if you're if your first real conversation with them is completely inconsistent with what the content of what they were reading is, then you're not going to have you're not going to have a connection there. Mm-hmm. But if it's your content that comes from your heart and your experience, when they call you, they it's never about well, I don't know if I'm going to do business with you. By the time they call, it's how do I do business with you? Because they already know you, and they already read what you have to say, and they already you've already had that introduction. The trust is already there. there see, this is the thing with content marketing is there is a there is an enormous trust gap that needs to be bridged, and there is so much crap on the internet that you really have to have some layer of of genuine ex- genuineness and genuine experience in in there there's got to be there's got to be some soul in that song or nobody's going <laughs> to sing it well <laughs> you know, yeah. they just have to it has to feel like something it goes back to what we talked about earlier. It's your voice. So if you take a, you know, quote, ghost written content versus, you know, self generated content, there's going to likely be a position taken um, or an angle or a slant, perhaps, or an opinion um, on the personally generated versus the ghost, right? Yes. And here's what, what the, and now this is my experience. So it's difficult to say this is the, chicken or the egg argument probably so do i have the kind of interaction and and attract the type of visitors to my site because of how i write or or is it or is it because of what the consumer is looking for because here's here's the thing nobody will go to google and type in who's the best loan officer in this city Mm -hmm. They're going to Google because their last loan officer forgot to call them back or told them that they don't qualify for some reason. You, Google is is a safety net for for mortgages. It's not – nobody's going out there actually believing all of the – if you could walk into Bank of America or Wells Fargo and get a loan by just – you know showing putting a thumbprint because you've got a long experience with them Mm. if you're a perfect borrower you know you're not they're not necessarily those aren't the people that i attract i attract the people that everybody else already said no to Mm. and 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 i think you've got to be careful about that you've got to be careful about that because you've got to be able to help but that's how you get that's how you get the traction telling something Telling somebody something that anybody can tell them is how you get lost. Mm-hmm. Again, that's that's how you, mm-hmm. no, you know, knowing it. the motivation and, and of how they would use it is has to be a big part. And I think that's the part that people have challenges committing to. I mean, it's it's hard to measure because when I started in two thousand seven, WordPress wasn't what it was today. I'd never run a blog before. I'd never done anything like this before at all. I didn't have any online presence. So, I mean, it took about 18 months until I could attribute my first closing to the actual website. So it was almost two years before I really realized that this is something that's going on. But now, you know, almost eight years later, there's so much momentum 
but it took years to build that momentum. Hmm. But now it's it's pretty legitimate. I mean, it's a it's kind of a powerhouse right now. So, all right, but that's gonna, just because of years. years. Yeah, you've done your 10,000 plus hours. Uh, so we're going to pivot a little bit then because obviously, you know, to your point about this investment cool. of, of time and effort, um, what do you say to somebody who doesn't have that many years to make it pay off if they're looking to, you know, uh, well, well, good. I, I, yeah, I alluded it to, to it in the very beginning is, is you're not doing a website for SEO. You're doing it to make it easier to share your experience with with your clients. Mm. So whether that's your referral partners or your past clients um, or every single – I always tell people if you start a blog, just don't expect to be number one on Google and start generating – you know, there are so many different disciplines and – and things to learn how to convert readers into leads, that's a whole nother thing. But if you're not putting content on the website, I find that the whole reason why I started a website is because I found I have the same conversations with almost every client. Hmm. So if I'm having the same conversation with every single client, why don't I just put that conversation online so that if you meet somebody – you know, let's say you meet somebody in the grocery store and you hear them talking about mortgages or whatever, and or and you say, oh well, you know what? I I I actually have a lot of experience with this. Um, do you mind if I email you this article? So so then you can you. It's kind of understanding how consumers like to learn mm -hmm. how to consume content or educate themselves in today's market, and so you're making this available to them. And this strategy is 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 really edutizing. So you're establishing yourself as an expert. You're earning their trust, and then they wouldn't do business with anyone else mm -hmm. because you're the one that gave them the answer. Because, like you said, there's a there's so much noise out there that it's pretty easy to be recognized as genuine if you actually put some effort into it. So I just use it as a, as a tool. Forget about SEO, mm -hmm. but it's one of the best broadcasting. It's one of the best ways you can get your message directly to people that you'll ever find. Yeah, and I think that's a great point and one to, to highlight, right? Forget about SEO unless you've got some really deep pockets to invest in a, in a long period of time to see the results on that. Um, and more importantly is using your your blog, right? The hub and spoke model that I know you're familiar with. I've brought up here before on the podcast in, you know, knowing that the blog, essentially your website is going to be that that hub, right? Where you can, it's a destination and where you can drive people yeah. to. And to your point about the grocery store setting, um, I alluded to this, I think, earlier, um, which is about, you know, the traditional sales model is broken. Nowadays, to, you know, your point about how consumers make it, make decisions about what to buy, they're not only doing that when they go to Best Buy and check out a TV they want to buy and going online and doing all the research. If they meet you in the grocery store, if they get referred to you by an agent or whatever the case is in your networking group, um, they're going to want to be able to go someplace online to, to learn more about who you are, right? Um, exactly. Educate themselves about you know what what is your knowledge expertise level? What is your positioning? How do you do you show up as professional? I think that's uh, the other benefit that you're talking about when it comes to having a, a good online presence. Absolutely, I, I and I think that should first and foremost be everybody's concern. Is your you know this is also kind of my argument with 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 reviews reviews 
aren't necessarily online reviews. First of all, I don't know how many people actually put any weight into online reviews. I know it's a yeah. kind of a cool buzzword, they and they'd up, like right? it. Like you to think, yeah, everybody knows they're made up. <laughs> they, they, I mean, you go if you dig into how the internet works, it's pretty easy to manipulate that stuff. But I think most people, it, it it's it's a it's something that's good to reinforce. But just having somebody else saying something about you is one thing. But it's yeah, it's really giving them the opportunity because consumers want to do the research on you. Mm -hmm. So people aren't going in and they're they're not going in and they're saying, "Where's the best loan officer in in Irvine?" But they're saying, "Oh, this you know, my buddy told me about Jeff Zimfer. I wonder what's I wonder what he's all about." Mm -hmm. So when they go online and they look for you, what are they going to discover? Right. And so you want those engaging, um, you know, pieces of content, right? That's going to. If we go back to, it's, it's funny. We, I think we were trying to add, isolate the definition of content marketing, and I'll pull that from my friends over at Content Marketing Institute, right? It, it's it's about something that's focused on creating and distributing valuable, relevant, and consistent to attract and retain a clearly defined audience, and ultimately to, to drive a profitable customer action. And I would add to that, right, uh, it, it solves a problem. And so what's the problem somebody has if they're looking for a mortgage? Well, they want to find somebody who's A, knowledgeable, who's got experience, who's, got, who's, who's respectful and authentic, I guess, if you will. Um, and then they uh, want to understand, right, the nuances of, of, of buying, of, of qualifying for a loan, the ins and outs of that. Because we know most, uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, most of the borrowers still in today's market are not your vanilla A paper borrowers, right? Yeah, not online. I, I mean, that's not my my experience. Is there that a lot of the ones that? Again, I don't know if that's just what the market is, or that's what I've extracted from the market. Mm. That's what I've attracted because of the type of content that I write. Um, so I, I you know, I'm, it's you definitely get what you write for. Okay, but, good point. But, you know, one of the things that, you know, as we're talking here and I'm thinking about where the greatest success comes from, from my website, you know, I think if you were going to start a blog, I think that's great. But I, what I would think would be even more valuable is some sort of publicly accessible Q&A mm -hmm. on your site that people could ask questions um, or every time you get an email, I mean, I tell everybody, I, they say, I'll, I don't even know what to blog about. Well, check your sent folder right. in your email. You know, I mean, you your, your clients email you questions all the time. If you get those questions posted on your website, and then you answer those questions, there is no better display of your expertise than how you help other people answer the questions that they have. And yeah. that's ultimately what it comes down to is when I have questions, are you going to help me? Are you going to be able to help me to navigate that? Because everybody's a professional until it all goes sideways, <laughs> right? And, and as we know, anybody that's been in the market long enough, most of them go sideways. So you're your expertise is limited to the uh a lot of times limited to the challenges that you've encountered and overcome mm. and until you start the process people are choosing a loan officer without testing their expertise they're just trusting it hmm. yeah well, and they're trusting the implied trust of that referral if that's where it comes from as well 
But, you know, right. we, we want to do as much as we can to shore up that uh, perceived trust and, of course, build that as we engage with them. And that's, and that's where content marketing and that's where your website really can come in. Mm. Yeah, I like that point about check your sent folder because you've got multiple blog posts in that sent folder itself or an FAQ page. Oh. I kind of like the blog post thing because it's more frequent and consistent. Each one of those can be a short little snippet, you know, and it's real world, right? It's like, hey, got a question from a borrower today on X. Bing, bing, bing. There's your blog post. Yeah, and and here's how and here's how I answered it. Right, here's how we solved and, it. And and the and the title is always the question. Hmm. So how can I do this, or what happens on this? Because that's what people type into Google. So the yeah. exact as soon as somebody else has that that issue, like you know, when can I use can I use income from my second job? Right, that's a great piece of content that somebody who goes out there and and applies with somebody an inexperienced loan officer doesn't recognize that they have a history of having second employment income and so they try to fit it into a program that won't allow that they get turned down they go online and say why can't i use my income mm-hmm. so and, and then your article pops up and hopefully you have an answer to that well we it, have a program that only requires one year worth of income right yeah, and there's ways for you to collect that information. Obviously, you know the sent folders one. You're exchanging emails, but um, you can actually, you know, I, I I could see this doing this in front of a group of real estate agents as well, right? Um, what are the biggest questions, challenges, issues that your buyers have? It, and it's this seriously. If we if you've been in the business more than a year, you've had these same questions over and over right. and over again. Right. Yeah, so why not leverage that and just say, you know what, the uh, answer the question with the person live, right? And then say, oh, by the way, should you have more questions, yeah. let me direct you to such and such page. Right, we're all... all yeah, all I, I mean, the way that I approach... Yeah, the way I approach it is you're you're an expert in what you do. You You... We manage people's... We're responsible for... A, sometimes people's biggest investments in their entire life, at least monetarily. There's a certain amount of expertise that you have. Quit being selfish with it. If the only way to get that expertise is to sit down with you face-to-face, you're being selfish and you're you're keeping that information from the from people that really could use it. So that's where content marketing really helps is you put that expertise online so that people can find you. You're a you're a lighthouse. Mm. You're a beacon of uh, of hope in a sea of noise out on the internet. And, and so I take it super seriously. I, I guess maybe that's the <laughs> I guess maybe that's the point. When I write, I'm not thinking about how many leads this is going to generate for me. It's usually something that's I'm angry about or passionate about or a challenge that I overcame <laughs> or something that I think is really going to help people. It it's it's not always it's not fluff. It's not for the sake of doing it. You get angry. Come I, I, on. I think this has been this has been a this has been like a one hour answer to like your very first uh-huh. question about SEO is what it seems like. No, no I'm actually I'm I'm constantly angry. <laughs> 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 well, well, what I'm angry about is ignorance. So here's hmm. okay. So here's a really quick example, and and I know this is kind of crazy, but this is what I run into every single day. 
I, I, I got a call like two weeks ago from a gentleman um, who's in a boomerang buyer situation and a loan officer told him that he qualified for a specific loan product. It's down in San Diego. Uh, loan officer told him he qualified for FHA. He never qualified for FHA due to the timing of his short sales and his bankruptcies. Now, this guy's got 760 FICO scores, 50% down payment. Wow. And the first thing is the loan officer was trying to approve him for an FHA, which he never approved. He never qualified for the FHA in the first place. He never, never met guidelines. But this loan officer decided to let him go into escrow and try it. It, it, and do it without having the experience to go on. And it definitely wasn't malicious. It was ignorance. They just didn't know. Mm. So when they get down to the closing table, of course they don't qualify for FHA. So he flipped him into an eight and a quarter percent interest rate on a five one arm with a seven sixty FICO with fifty percent loan to value. Well, it just so happens that, that the 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 guideline for that would have allowed him to buy using conventional financing with no mortgage insurance, he was eligible for that. So this guy closed his loan last week, hasn't even made a payment. I'm doing a rate and term, knocking his interest rate down by more than half, saving him over five hundred dollars a month on a loan that's under two hundred thousand dollars. Well. And, and and so he's able to refinance out of it, but he never should have done it. And the reason is when after he went through that experience, he went online and he asked the question, hmm. when should I be able to buy after this? And my content came up and he called me and he's not even going to have to make a payment on that eight and a quarter percent interest rate loan. He's going to be able to skip a couple more payments and his first payment's going to be at today's market, today's rate without mortgage insurance, and he's not going to have to worry about it again. Wow. That's awesome. So that's, you know, those are the stories that happen every single day. So if you specialize in something, if you specialize in something, you you get it out there because there's not everybody specializes in what you specialize in. And I think that's a big piece of that's where the SEO comes from. Mm -hmm. So the SEO comes from that. Are you saying something different from everybody else? That's where your SEO comes from. Everything else is just establishing, establishing yourself as an expert and um, being accessible. Mm. And you got to put in the work is what, what I'm really taking away from this is, you know, you, if you're going to have that online Absolutely. presence, it's going to take some elbow grease. Yeah, everybody, everybody thinks that the, the internet was access to every money spending person in the universe, and I'm going to get them to all spend it with me. It's way harder than face to face sales. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So now we're going to pivot. We're going to pivot from, uh, uh, you know, not exclusively from online to off, but I love that you transitioned to that. Um, because, you know, in some regards, I would call the internet, you know, the various subsets of that SEO, whatever, you know, kind of that bright, shiny object, even, even Facebook for people, right, where they get distracted by that. And there's purveyors of that, you know, message of like, hey, man, just, you know, it's all online today. And if you're not online, you're dead. And, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And, of course, you know, I am I'm a believer in the combination of both, right, with what I do for um, uh, loan officers and real estate agents with the seminars we help them put, them up, put on. But um, how, yeah. how, do you, how do you see the overall – because you have loan officers, obviously, as you said, that report to you and all this stuff, and you've been doing this for many years. 
Um, you've done lots of presentations. You do online clearly exclusively. You know, and I always ask these silly questions that like, if I only had one, which is a dumb question, one way to actually promote and build my business, well, we don't ever want to have just one. But f let me ask it this way. What to you are, I, I talked about this on the last blog. I love this new acronym. I have ROE, return on effort, right? It's about leveraged activities. Um, what are the most yep. leveraged activities for you and your experience for generating business, be it direct or referral? <sighs> oh boy. That's wow. A that's boy. a good question. I mean, my, for me personally, it, it, it really is just coming out with that new content. That's, that's, that's a hard question for me to answer because, because I have access to a resource that most other people aren't going to have access to. I mean, for me, I actually do have an audience. I, 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 I mean, I literally have, I, I call them conversations. If somebody goes to my website, I had a conversation with them because that was really my, when I wrote that, I was having a conversation with somebody. So I literally have 20,000 conversations a month. It, it, and and you know a certain percentage of those I can do business with, but the rest of them you just don't know. I mean, I get these things. People come back years and years after. I, you know, at least probably five times a month, I'll get an email that the very first sentence is, "I've been reading your website for the last three, four, five years," mm. and, and so you just never know what's you know what's out there. It is you know as 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 far as what activities. What activities you in, invest in, and if I just went down a rabbit hole, put me back on track. But but I don't think it. I think it just has to be something. And I think before you decide what that thing is that you're going to engage in, don't listen. Don't just listen to what somebody's how somebody's telling you that there's a better mouse trap. There's a better way to trap those mice out there. Take the time to understand what the what the mice want to eat. Hmm. Find out where they're sh where they're looking for the food. Why are they looking in those places for the food? If you're going to be online, you have to have this empathy. With you have to be able to connect with the consumer. You can't sell online. The very best thing you can do online is earn somebody's trust, and that's not something to be taken lightly. Mm -hmm. Some of it has to do with what your site looks like, but more of it has to do with how you connect with the person once they find it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the that's the single most important part. Is whatever you do, you got to be genuine about it, mm -hmm. and. And and you just have to commit to it because especially when you're talking about emerging markets, and I think that's something that I kind of specialize in. I'm sort of hardwired for delay reward. <laughs> I'm not one of those guys that, that wants to do something and then get a reward out of it. I'm the guy that thinks that, you know, if I work really, really hard at this for a really long time, nobody else will put that much effort in and I'll win in the end. Mm. So I'm wired a little bit differently, and I think that's why I was okay with working on this for, for seven, eight years, and I still think I've only scratched the surface of what I can do with this. As we were talking about this new CRM that I've got, that that takes my ability to create a customer experience to a whole new level. Right. And and I'm really excited about converting that traffic and that audience and and learning new ways to build to build trust. 
Awesome. Okay. Did I answer that question, or did I just spin off on a, on a tangent? <laughs> well, it, it, you know, as far as I, what I heard was a great answer is that the, the real answer is it depends, right? If you talk about, you know, hey, what's the most highly leveraged activity I could be doing to get uh, to, to build my business and get get you know loans in production? Um, it does depend because it depends on where you are, who you're at, and I, you know, I'm a big follower of Chris Brogan and. And I always, you know, like uh, his response to people, to your point about people telling you, hey, this is the way it should be done. You know, his answer is, says who, right? I mean, it depends. <laughs> depends yeah. on, like, we opened up with. If you've got a massive database of 20 years in the business of referral business, you know, um, you're not necessarily worried about where your next loan has come from. Because as long as you're obviously, you know, keeping that wheel greased and engaged and all that. Um, so the answer does depend. Um, yeah, but, but you... Yeah, yeah, but and if you're one of those referral people, you can absolutely start looking at some automation tools so that it's easier, so you can free up more time to talk to the people that are interested by creating systems, whether it's a website or a CRM, to stay in communication with that database. If that database is sitting in Excel and doing nothing, mm -hmm. then you need to adopt some technologies and some different communication tools so that you it'll free your highest and best use is talking to people, not necessarily dialing the phone or handwriting cards, even though there's huge ROI on that personal touch, but creating some sort of automation in there is, is absolutely necessary. You know, I think with any of this, it what's so hard about doing business in this day and age is that things change so quickly and people tend to get distracted because there's so many shiny objects and you you're one of the rare rare people and this is why you and I are friends is you're really going out there you're trying to teach people things that are hard to learn and that take time to learn and they need to perfect them and and they're super smart strategies but the other 99.9% of the people in our space, in real estate and mortgage, they're trying to sell us easy buttons, yeah. and it simply doesn't exist. Yeah. Mm. There's no such thing as an easy button. This stuff is hard, <laughs> and and it, but you have to choose something. I think you always have to be working on the immediate. You know, you have to close loans today, right. but this is where I say it's harder because there's this learning curve. You have to learn to re-engage with consumers in today's market. You as a consumer, we as consumers, we make buying decisions totally differently today than we did 10 years ago. Right. Totally differently. Yeah. Consumers are so empowered. We can say yes, no, backspace, close that website. We don't have to – We we're not limited to the choices that are geographically convenient to us anymore. We can go online and find the cheapest price and Amazon might have it there by three o'clock today. <laughs> it just depends on where their distribution center is. You know, it's yeah. a different, it's a different world out there and you've got to, so I think you have to, anybody concerned about this stuff and, and you touched on this and, and I know this is one of your philosophies. You have to, and you have to be willing to invest time into developing these new emerging markets, these new emerging uh, contact strategies and conversion strategies and nurture strategies at the same time you're doing what you've always done. Mm. So that's kind of why I'm saying it. it. For me, it's twice as much work as it's ever been. You know, it, 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 if you're going to 
go into something like this and if you're going to go get into internet marketing and online marketing that's in addition to what you already do to make a living yeah. because it's seriously going to take it's this learning curve right. there's absolutely no way around it so th there's no way to get around the learning curve so that's just going to take patience trial testing measuring tweaking you know re relaunching it, it's it, it's a process and it's it's a whole new set of it's a whole new mindset and a whole new set of skills that you need to develop and it takes time yes I, so don't look for the easy button if you <laughs> press the button and you don't get rich don't give up <laughs> it, because the 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 button, the button was a lie. The strategy is probably is probably very relevant, and 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 it probably works. Yeah, and we so much want to believe in the easy button. Um, it, it's it's very uh, attractive and intoxicating. But I think you know we've all hopefully you know been down that road enough times to realize if it's that easy, right? Everybody would be wildly successful. Um, and the truth is around. So, no, I love that. Way to, way to kind of button it up. Okay, we're almost out of time. A couple minutes left, but I do have like two rapid fire questions to throw at you. So I'm just curious on your, okay. your take on this because obviously you're, you're really tapped into the, what's going on technology related to consumers. All right, first question. Quicken, Rocket Loans. Thumbs up, thumbs down, question mark. Makes an impact, takes market share. What's your take on that? Um, that's a great question. I've been having that conversation a lot lately. Um, it's, I think that for me, I'm actually excited about it because that's more business for me. Um, <laughs> I get a lot of traffic. I get a lot of traffic from people that talk to the customer service agents at, at Quicken Loans. Um, the, the, to say that those are loan officers and that's a mortgage company it's really they skim the the cream off the top of the cream and that's all they're going for and they spend billions of dollars to do it but they make a good ROI on it mm -hmm. it's not the market i'm in i'm not concerned about it at all i get i get calls every day from people that said that the quicken loan officer told them that their computer told them that they don't qualify <laughs> but they don't know anything beyond that right. well no i mean and that's not a, that's not a dig on anybody that works there but they don't hire for that no i know they don't hire people with years of experience you fit in a they box. hire people to answer phones and, and punch keys mm -hmm. yeah so um you know i think the reality is I think it's smart. I love where the technology is going because when the technology gets cheap enough to be able to make three, you know, to make a, a good, an automated underwriting decision with 90% accuracy for 5% of your database. I mean, that's, that's pretty sexy to me. I love the fact that that's where technology is going, is going to places that can, that can make it an easier process for the consumer. Now, the reality is, is that going to help more or less consumers? I think it's going to help less consumers because you're setting yourself up for, if you're going under the the, the implication that we're going to be able to give you an approval, We anybody who's been in the industry knows that that almost never works. <laughs> Once you get the pay stub, what, wait a minute, what's, what's this, this, what's this overtime? What's this, you know, there's always something else. So when you're basically promising a pain free mortgage experience, the first time that pain 
bubbles its way up. And then if you don't have an expert there to help walk you through that pain, then then now Quicken has a reputation of, you know, not being able to help. But they they don't really care. I mean, their business model isn't designed around referrals. It's around one and out. Right. You know, it's how many people can I get through, get in, get done, get out. It's not the same type of experience. So love the technology. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I, I, I mean, I, I, I like it. I think the easier that people think that it is, the more they need people like me. There you go. Awesome. For a dose of reality. Um, all right. Last yeah. one, I guess, just for sake of time. Facebook or Twitter? And I know there's no context um, around that, oh, but <laughs> the two places the two places I don't spend that much time on. Absolutely by far um learning Facebook and Facebook's marketing uh power editors and marketing tools, uh learning how to leverage their insights, putting a cookie on your website, um running, you know, f- we're pulling the demographics on your on your your traffic. Facebook ha- has so far and, and above everybody else some of the greatest marketing and segmenting and insight tools um, that are out there today. And it's still inexpensive. Yeah. So I, I I don't see I don't see how it can sell mortgages over Twitter, but um, I still think Facebook is an incredibly powerful tool. I think if you're going on there telling people about the loans that you closed, eh, I still think that's kind of annoying. I, I I spend most of my time on Facebook in private groups, but as a marketer, Facebook as a marketing platform or as a, as a way to communicate with your potential uh, clients, super, super fascinating. Mm. haven't cracked it yet, <laughs> but um, it's definitely something that I'm putting a lot of effort and energy into right now. Well, that's that's a great summary, and it's, really- and it's mostly just it's mostly putting it's mostly putting education out there. Yeah, so I was just it's say. like, hey, how do I buy after a bankruptcy? Right. Yeah, being able to target that person, target that first time home buyer, and advertising a webinar that says the the top three top three ways to buy a home with no money down in California, right. you know, and, and, and checking those audience insights and getting them to sign up for a webinar, that, that kind of thing. I think there's, I think there's a super powerful strategy there. Yeah. It's just another place to drive that engagement and deliver that content marketing, like you said, to be relevant. Um, awesome. Well, this has been yep. great. I know you are busy and probably uh, got uh, a few more loans in your pipeline since we've been talking. So you need to get at those. Um, yep. <laughs> once again, though, I'll direct people to your page, which would be a great learning experience for them, if you don't mind. I've already alluded to it during this call already, findmywayhome.com. Sure. Any other um, places yeah. you want to direct people, or is that good? No, that's good for now. I'm, I'm, I'm working, on a new, working on a new startup right now. It'll actually probably be launched by... Uh, the Explode Conference, uh, I think April 19th is uh, Orange County. Mm-hmm. So I'll be out there talking about some stuff and talking about my new company. But um, yeah, I'm building a new mortgage company right now kind of around everything that we've learned and uh, and and kind of leveraging all the stuff that I've done to help 
you know, to employ people that don't have the time to necessarily do it all themselves, but still grasp the concept and know how to operate in that kind of an environment where you've got these trust-based online leads coming in. Mm. So, <clears throat> nope, lots of stuff coming up, but Find My Way Home is a good place. Okay. I'm always hanging out there, writing articles, answering comments, and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, you definitely are. So, you'll get some new stalkers, hopefully, as a result of this. Um, and just to clarify, sure. Too, yeah. And people can call me. Yeah. People can call me anytime, you know, send me an email, reach out. If you have a question about something, I, I've, I've never had a secret in my entire life. I'll tell anybody everything that I do because right. I know most people won't do it. <laughs> so, but, but a lot of times I'll find super smart people like you and you'll come back and you'll say, wow, that was great. Check this out. And mm. then you start that. You know, you get, you create those relationships where you have other like-minded people and, you know, we're all on little bit different islands, but we're in the same ocean and we can help each other out. So exactly. I always invite that. Well, thank you for that. Um, and just a quick note for those listening, um, the Explode conference that Scott's referring to, he's speaking at in Anaheim, California on uh, April 19th. There's a bunch of those shows happening across the country. If you want to learn more about them, go to explodethis.com. And by the way, Explode is without the E, it's X. P-L-O-D-E, this, explodethis.com, and hopefully they're coming to a city near you. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, that is it, my friend. Scott Shang, thank you so much for making time. This is thanks. a class in and of itself, man, so thanks again. <laughs> okay, thanks, Jeff. Have a great one. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. We'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.